Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. All right, friends, again, well, welcome. Hey, this is Northgate. My name is Larry, and uh, our mission here is to uh, make wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ. And this is one of and a part of the process. And so if you're here in the room, I want to welcome you, and especially my friends over in Vallejo, over there on that campus, I want to welcome you as well, or online. Um, we are continuing the series on what makes you happy, and it's been a fun conversation so far, and we've got a couple weeks left, um, and uh, this whole idea of really, honestly, truly, God wants you to be happy, uh, and has given you lots of things that actually make you happy, uh, which is good. He's given you all kinds of things, and the Bible talks about many of those things, and we're just plugging into a couple of them. Uh, during this conversation, there's been lots of studies that have been done, and we're using some of that data, and one of the pieces of the data that we've used is we've used this pie chart um, that's come out, and uh, so if this pie chart represents 100% of your happiness and what makes you happy and who you are, we've learned that only 10% uh, it's from circumstances, things that come up, things that change from day to day or that happen in an instant, in a moment, and uh, even in, in short seasons. Even though they feel like much of the time um, that they uh, overwhelm or control the whole pie, that really they're 10%. We've had some conversations about that. We've also learned through the studies um, that half of this, uh, half of your happiness actually just comes from who you are, how you were made, how you're uniquely developed and uh, how hard really you have to work on becoming happy or if it's a little bit more natural to you just to be uh, in good spirit. Uh, And so that's just kind of your set point uh, that's innate in who you are. The other 40% is made up of intentionality. How intentional are you about this? What what things are you learning? What things are you doing for yourself, for your own well-being, for your own happiness? Who you're surrounding yourself with? Um, what are you a part of? And um, that's been a larger part of the focus is the things that we can control. Um, what should that look like? And how should we control that? We've used a, a fairly clunky a definition, but it's really just in, in efforts to encompass this whole idea. And what we've said is that happiness really represents the experience of joy, contentment, or positive well-being combined with a sense that one's life is good, meaningful, or challenged, like you're making a difference, and worthwhile. Everyone wants to make a difference, want to leave something behind, they want to know that they had a purpose. Um, So this idea of happiness, really, these are the things that encapsulates what makes us happy when we feel like there's contentment, there's joy in our life, there's this positive well-being that's combined with that this is meaningful, and I'm a part of something that's challenging, good, and worthwhile. And the Bible has tons of stuff to say about this, but today I want to share with you uh, from some of Jesus' own teachings about this, and it's in um, a parable. And what a parable is, is it's a made-up story. It's something that um, didn't necessarily really happen, the people aren't true, but it's used as an analogy, a story, to prove a specific point. And Jesus would talk about this a lot, and many times... He would use this idea of the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like. And then he would tell this parable in the story. And many times he wouldn't just tell one stop and they would say, well, now what did that mean? He wouldn't explain. Many and oftentimes he would tell multiple parables over and over again, a lot like uh, you would do uh, when you're trying to explain something to someone through analogy. You give many different analogies. And he would say, the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like, and this was really his way of helping us understand the way that God views our world, and mostly in light of how he evaluates us, 
according to his will. This parable is often used to make one very specific point, not multiple points, not like what we do. A lot of preachers, they take a parable and they're like, hey, we got three points to this parable. He was just trying to make one point that was going to be really clear uh, and to the group of people he was talking to. Uh, and it can show us in these parables, and in this parable specifically I'm going to talk about, um, how we can be happy and a lot of times what makes us unhappy and how we live. And so I'm going to get into uh, this parable. Jesus is in the middle, mid-teaching. Um, I'll remind you again that this is a made-up story towards the end because it gets a little intense. I know you're getting excited. <laughs> so Matthew 25 starts in verse 14. It starts with this. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Again, it will be like, is referring to, remember, he's in the middle of multiple parables here. Again, it will be like the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted him. Entrusted is a really important word there, his wealth to them. He didn't give his wealth to them. He entrusted them with this wealth. This is an important word. Uh, To one, it says that he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Now, this makes sense to us. I'm a leader. You're all leaders. You work in places where you lead over other people, and you would uh, see how this works. Depending on people's ability uh, is what you give them to do, right? If they get able to pull it off and accomplish it and work with it, you'd give them more. You'd give them more to work with um, that they could take and to use. And so you see this guy that is looking at him going, wow, you're a leader. You're a top-level person. You know, you're great in the company. Five bags. You're going to get five bags. And we talk about five bags of gold. This is like, when they're listening to this, they're like, whoa, no one even talks in those terms. This is like a lifetime's worth of wages, um, a bag of gold is. So five bags, you get five bags and you, you're doing pretty good. You're too great. You're, you get two bags and then, um, um, just give them a bag and see what happens. That's basically <laughs> what took place according to their ability. And so with the one, uh, he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to the other one bag. Uh, so also the one with the two bags, did I get ahead of myself? Jump to the next one. Yeah. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. So the five bag guy got five more bags. The two bag guy gained two more. Um, But the man who received one bag went off and dug a hole and hid his master's money. Now, everyone who was listening to this uh, immediately was like, oh, that's not good. Like... Five bad guy did good, two bad guy did good. This guy already is in trouble. We already know where you're going. And just so you don't think you know where I'm going, I'm not talking about money today, just FYI. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times in a parable, you want to ask yourself this question, which person am I, right? (laughs) And innately, you don't want to be this guy already. I can already tell. Um, So just for the story's sake, um, you know, we're not going to say that you're a five bag. You might be a five bag guy, but you're all two baggers in here. Nobody's going to be a one bagger. Um, so just as we're continuing this story, just put yourself in that spot. So the man who had received one bag went off. He dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, after a long time, this is important. After a long time means after a lifetime, after a lifetime, after your whole life, after my whole life, after our whole life. After a long time is what this represents. A lifetime. After a lifetime, the master came back. 
to the servants to settle the accounts with them. Now he's going to ask them right now, what did you do with what I had? What did you do with what you had? I've been gone for a long time, a lifetime, and I've given you something. What did you do with what you had? And so the man who received five bags of gold brought the other five and said, Master, like he was just waiting. He's like, I can't even wait for him to get back. Master, you entrusted me. Important word right there. You entrusted me. You gave this to me with five bags. And see, see, I have gained five more. I've gained five more. He replied, well, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things, and you can share in your master's happiness. This is like exactly how would we react. Someone does well with what you've given them, and you give them more. Your kid does well with this, or your friend does well with this, or they take care of that. You're going to give them more. It happens at your work and the places you have influence. And so this was normally like, yeah, okay, they give them more. This is a ton. Oh, my gosh. The man with two bags also came excited. Master, he said, you entrusted me. With two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied and says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. And to you, I'll give you more and put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And if you're watching this as a movie or listening to the story, you all know because you already know ahead. You've already heard kind of what he did. This is like where the music changes, right? (laughs) And you already know, and you're like, oh, someone's going to die. Like, it's just bad. And you're like, why is the music getting sad? We're not happy and excited anymore. And so we get to it. It says, the man who received one bag of gold came. And master, he said, now notice, he doesn't say, you entrusted me. He says, I knew that you were a hard man. Master, hold on, time out. Before we get where we're going, before you get to hear what I did, I just want you to know that this is your fault. You were a hard man. You harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So you know what? Before I even tell you, I want you to know, I was afraid. I was afraid of you. You, you, you work hard. You, you, you've given me these things and I was afraid of you because you're a hard worker. You've entrusted me with stuff and this is your fault. So I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Not here's what you entrusted with me. Hey, you gave this to me. You can have it back. I dug a hole and put it in there. This is your fault. You didn't entrust it with me. And so, again, remember, this is a a parable. This isn't a real story. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Now, the Greek word for wicked there. uh, translates to worthless, which is probably a better translation. His master replied, you worthless, lazy servant. Like, this is worthless. You could have done something else. It wasn't that he did something bad, right? He wasn't saying you did something bad, you did something immoral. It was that you didn't do anything at all. Not that you did something bad. You just didn't do nothing. You got given something You didn't ruin it. You didn't try to go do something with it, and you lost it all. You dug a hole, and you didn't do nothing, you lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have at least put my money on deposit with the banker so at least when I returned, I could have earned interest. 
And everyone in the audience would have been like, yeah, that's, everybody knows that. That would have been a really good idea. So take the bag away from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags, right? That's what we would do. This is normal. You're, you're a leader. I'm a leader. You would do that. Now, some of you are feeling like super Christian. You're like, well, that's not really fair. What about the guy with four bags? You should probably give it to him because he doesn't have as many. No, you're your workplace too. The person who's killing it, you're like, yeah, give him more, give him more, give him more, right? So this is all makes total sense. For whoever, this is kind of where he gets into a sermon of this story, for whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance. Whoever does not have, even that they have will be taken from them. And then he says this, and remember, this is a parable. This isn't a true story. So I'm going to freak out. Throw this worthless servant outside into the darkness where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So you're like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. So now he's going to throw him in hell? Yeah, so Jesus says, if you don't take your money, you're going to hell. All right, let's pray. <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying at all. This is a made-up story, remember? He's saying, hey, you're worthless. Get outside of the circle. Like, you're just lazy. You're not doing anything. You're not like you're doing anything bad. You're just not doing anything. You've been entrusted some stuff. And so you're going to go outside, and out there, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth is what you've all done, where you do this. Oh, I shouldn't have called them. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Where you're gnashing your teeth. And weeping is where you're just weeping because you missed an opportunity. You missed something. Something was given to you and you just missed it. And you're like, oh, I missed it. And there's weeping over that. So he's saying, hey, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth when this happens. And this is where just Jesus is a brilliant communicator. He just moves on to the next thing after that. Like, what? I don't understand. So. I'm going to put this into some context for you now that we've built the bridge here. Again, this isn't about money. This is the deal, if you'll take this away. If you continue to read the rest of these parables that surround that, and that's this. What you have is less important than what you do with what you have. What you have, what you've been given and trusted or holding on to is less important than what you do with what you have. To use his word... Entrusted. What you've been entrusted with in your life that can lead to your happiness is usually dependent on what you do with what you have, not just what you have. All of us have something. Whether you are a Jesus follower or not, you all know everyone's been given something. Everyone's been entrusted with something in this life. And the kingdom of God operates under this premise right here. That what you have is less important than what you do with what you have. Essentially, it's this. I wanted to give you a bit of an illustration. You, my friends, are like a giant bookshelf with all kinds of fun stuff on here. You're like a bookshelf. This represents you in your life, not the water bottle. That was from earlier. <laughs> you have a family that you've been given, or, or maybe you're single, or uh, you grew up in a certain kind of family, a mom or dad. Everyone has time. This represents who you are and the time that you have to spend on things or do things or always wanting more. Or maybe some of us don't have a whole lot of time left. Everyone has a network uh, of friends. Some of you have a larger network friends, a smaller network. Education. Uh, everyone has a certain amount of education that they've received or they've gone and been a part of. Dreams, aspirations, um, goals. Everyone, you each have those individually. We're all made up of what we dream and what we want in this life. Talents, everyone's uh, made up of talents and gifts that they've been given. 
uh, and a certain amount of wealth or bags of gold in your life that you've been given that's part of who you are and a career, your health. Um, This one's really fun. This question mark represents the intangible, like just the unique part of you. It's just who you are that makes you who you are um, because you just have these unique things that's made up of a handful of these other things. And then you have your story. And your story is all of this that just really makes you who you are. When someone's like, hey, come on, what's your story? You have a story to give that usually has to do with these other things. I grew up in this kind of a family, or I have this kind of friends, or I went to this kind of school or did this thing, or I really like this talent, or I'm building things constantly and learning. I love to learn and build these new things in my life. And we have this story um, that is uniquely our own. And the thing is, is that what's on your shelf what it is here that represents you and how many things you have on your shelf and how robust that area is of your life is not as important as what you do with what's on your shelf. That's usually where happiness finds its maker, is that the things that are on your shelf and what you have that's uniquely yours isn't as important as what you're doing with what you've been entrusted with and given that you carry around. And you know this, our favorite stories of life change is people who don't have a whole lot on their shelf and they make something out of it. They're not given a whole lot of stuff on their shelf. They grew up in a different kind of family or they grew up in a poor family or they grew up with a specific health issue. And the stories that we love is when they took what they had on their shelf And they make something amazing out of it and fill that shelf up. We're in awe, right? And what you never hear any of those people saying, you never hear them saying, well, you know what? I just got up every morning. When I got up, I I got up and I said, "Um, every day, I'm going to think about what everybody else had. Every day I got up and said, yeah, I'm just going to think about what they had and what, what I could do with it. If I had what they had, if... I just had this, or I had that family, or I had those dreams. I could do that. You never hear that story. You hear the story of people saying, this is what you've given me, God. God, this is the bags you've put into my hand, and you've entrusted me with, and now I'm going to make something beautiful out of it. Our happiness is wrecked when we start staring around and saying, and I have this where I've done this too, where you start staring around, and you're like, if only I had this, if only I had this. So really the question is, when it comes to your story and your shelf, is what are you going to do with what God has entrusted you? Therein lies a a ton of your happiness. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with what God has entrusted you? What are you going to do with your family situation? What are you going to do with your career? What are you going to do with the, the health that you've been given or that you're dealing with? What are you going to do with the time that you have left? What are you going to do with the education that you have? What are you going to do with what God has entrusted with you? Because at the end of the day, if if, if we continually, and I do this too, I have the same problem, we get up and we start looking at everybody else's shelf and saying, if I just had that, if I could just do that, if I could just do this, before we know it, what we do is we start turning into the one bad guy. And we start saying, you know what, God? This is your fault. Before I tell you what I did, what was what was given with me, and how frustrated and angry and how I buried a hole. This is your fault. 
So if the rest of your life you want to be happy, the rest of your life you want to be happy, you want to be focused on being happy, you need to answer that question of what are you going to do with what God's given you. And then I'm going to give you two things as we finish right now. God's given you something beautiful. This in other people's lives should not be your mirror. Your mirror is where you take your cue about you. Where you take your cue about you is from the one who made you, loves you, and redeemed you. Other people are not your mirror. Their shelf is not your mirror. This is something that you have been uniquely entrusted with, that you have in your hands. And you allow that mirror to be the one who made you, who loves you, and redeemed you. And secondly, this is so important for your happiness, celebrate. I I could probably just put that word up there. Celebrate. Celebrate what God has given others and leverage what God has given you. When you when you see somebody else and you're like, wow, they got into that school, or wow, they got promoted to that job, or wow, they got that money, or wow, look at how they lost, like, lost four pounds. Celebrate with them. So many of us lose the opportunity to celebrate. And in turn, it really makes us unhappy. Have you thought about that? When you don't celebrate with somebody and you're just kind of like, uh, the whole like groaning and weeping, missed opportunity. There's some of us in here today that are like, geez, I, I missed it. My, my friend or my family member or whoever came up to me and told me about something really excited, and I already know I did not give them the response that they wanted. I didn't just pause and celebrate with others. And then the most beautiful part is leverage what God has given you. Each of us have our own unique story. God has entrusted each of us with our own special Unique story. God has. Look at Somebody snuck this up here. See? He entrusted you. <laughs> so weird, I know. That's what a student pastor does to my thing. <laughs> God has entrusted you with your own special story. Leverage it. Because one day, you'll get, I'll get, we get the opportunity after a long time, after a long time, a, a lifetime, to account for what's been given. So if you're here today in this room or if you're with us in Vallejo right now, I want to invite each and every one of you to bow your heads. And with everyone and their heads bowed, some of you need to say this. Some of you need to say, God, I want to live my life the way that you called me to live my life and not the way everyone else is living their life. God, I want to live my life today. Maybe starting today. A new day. The way you called me to live my life and not the way everyone else is living theirs. Some of you here in Vallejo are sitting there and maybe recently you have missed the opportunity to celebrate or maybe you're just not good at celebrating right now because you're not leveraging what you have. And you're just upset and frustrated. Maybe you just need to make something of it, but specifically, maybe you need to celebrate. Maybe some of you today need to say, God, I'm sorry that I've missed opportunities to celebrate what you're doing in other people's lives and how you have blessed them. And maybe this week is reconciliation. 
just to go to somebody and be like, you know, I just, I just want to celebrate with you. And would you pray for me even as I leverage the things that I have? Because I'm so excited for you and what God's doing in your life. So if you're here today and this campus in Benicia or with us in Vallejo, there's somebody that's up on stage that's going to recognize you as well. But with everyone's heads bowed and that's you and you're saying, hey, I want to live the life that I've been called to live, not somebody else's life, or I need to celebrate more with some people that are in my sphere of influence, that are in my community. Would you raise your hand that, that you're going to take that challenge this week? And I want to pray for you just in boldness and courage. Yeah, that's awesome. Tons of you, I'm sure, in Paleo too. So God, would you just uh, help us in just faith, actually? <laughs> Leverage what you've given to us and shed some of the temptation of being frustrated or hurt by what you've entrusted us with, but to truly see it as a blessing and an opportunity to do something with, an opportunity to celebrate someone else and your work and their life and them and someone else this week. Maybe you're here today and... uh, You're not happy because you're just still trying to figure out like, hey, do I even have a purpose for my life? Yeah, I've been given a whole lot of these things. I'm kind of going through these different motions and steps. But at the end of the day, it still just kind of feels like a dead end. What does this all mean? Who do I give an account to? What does that look like? I'm going to tell you, friends, right now that God sent his son, Jesus, to be a part of your story whether you knew it a long time ago or not. Some of you here today, or you're in Vallejo, or you're online, and God's been stirring in your heart, and you don't know why. Just seeking you, and seeking you, and seeking you. He's ready to celebrate with you. And to bless your life, to make dead things in you alive, as only he can. So with everyone's head still bowed, if you're here today or you're with us in Vallejo, there's someone there that's going to recognize you. Would you look up at me or raise your hand so I can acknowledge you and pray for you? If you're saying, hey, for the first time, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to give my life to him. My shelf to him. Yeah. That's great. So God, thank you for the honor of just... um, being in a community that loves and celebrates you. Would you forgive us for our sins, our nonsense, our thoughts? And continue to allow moments of reconciliation, not only with you, but with others. We love who you've made us. God bless us and what you've given us as you've entrusted us with something so special, a life. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.